pasa la juca si no lo guarda con esa. Y el pum 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 Good evening and welcome to another episode of the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. Uh, we're going to be getting into a discussion on San Antonio FC tonight and uh, just kind of a recap from their 2019 season. And uh, where things stand, but um, uh, first, I, I know Danielle, you were kind of battling the weather on the way home, and you're getting situated. So we'll uh, we'll get to you here in just a second. But uh, Harry, I, I know you kind of had some UPSL news uh, that we just wanted to cover real quickly before we uh, get into the San Antonio FC show. Yeah, so in the Open Cup, uh, unfortunately, uh, Celtic Cowboys uh, from Austin uh, for the second year in a row uh, took out uh, the San Antonio Runners uh, by a score of three to nothing. And then in the drip, 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 you know, UPSL uh, part, uh, the only game this week was Alamo City. Uh, they beat uh, in the makeup game from what was supposed to be the first game against Capital City. Uh, they beat them 2-1 uh, this weekend. The Corinthians play at home against the Coyotes. But, uh, you know, the Alamo City's played five games. Coyotes have played two. Bell County's played two. So it's just uh, – it's a drip-drip schedule. So with uh, SAFC out, uh, well, hopefully we'll be able to uh, – and the schedule picks up, have a little bit more to talk about. But, uh, unfortunately, that's it. Yeah, it kind of sucks for the runners' uh, run to be over. Uh, you know, again, knocked out, as you said, by Celtic Cowboys. Always seems to be a team that just kind of has their number in terms of uh, that Open Cup uh, situation. But uh, I know just kind of talking to Mason briefly after the match and, and seeing what he posted online, uh, he felt like the score wasn't really a good indication of uh, what happened on the field. I know that's kind of something you, you always say when you get beat 3-0. to zero. Um but it was closer for much of the match and uh, unfortunate result there for them. Um, but, yeah, I know the runners uh, have a break for a couple weeks. So, as you said, we got the uh, Corinthians match coming up. But a little bit of a slowdown right now in the uh, UPSL. Yeah, the only other, you know, because the one we were kind of looking at up north with the uh, qualifying round two, uh, NXT, Ronaldo's uh, really roughed up. Uh, Innocent is 7 nothing as well. So, uh, UPSAL uh, uh, Central is out of the qualifying for the Open Cup, unfortunately. Yeah, and then one so. other shout-out, just an unrelated news to San Antonio FC, kind of. Uh, North Texas SC, obviously, winning the uh, USL League One championship up there in uh, Dallas or Frisco this past weekend. So pretty cool for a, a North Texas team to win the uh, first USL League One championship uh, not too far from home. And on that, and it's kind of semi-SAFC related here, uh, the team that Alex Bruce uh, played for, Lansing Ignite, uh, seems to have uh, disappeared after one year. So uh, problems in UPSL League One already. USL. USL League USL, One. USL, pardon me. USL. Oh, don't sue this me. This is why I'm they're sorry. suing them. See? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, we got a happy Halloween up here from Danielle. We got the beautiful Gordinho back as well joining us. Good to have you back, Jose. Looking good, man. Like the hat. Rocking the Lone Star. How are you doing this evening, Jose? He said, let me get my chug first. He's trying to catch up to me. Ah. Oh, man, I'm doing great. Glad you're back, guys. 
I was um, I was out on tour, um, several country tour, and uh, I decided to stop by where it all started. <laughs> we appreciate your humble beginnings back here yeah, with you know. the uh, round table. And <laughs> good to have you back, buddy. And uh, Rafa, you as always, man, I, I know you were battling the storm as well, man. Good to have you on the show. How you doing tonight? Yeah, just ready to hit the road again on, on Monday. I'm heading out to the border, going to Del Rio, Eagle Pass, Crystal, Carrizo, Moreto, and Ovalde all next week. Where the real talent is, according to Jose. We were talking about North Texas. Now we're talking about the Valley, where the real talent is. And uh, Danielle, I know you were rushing home uh, in the storm and everything to join us tonight. We're glad that we could have you on for our, our episode and everything. How are you doing tonight? Um, I'm now dry. I thought I was going to die uh, getting here to be on the pod. So um, I'm happy to be here, able to share my SAFC thoughts with all of you. And I'm excited because this is my first pod with Jose. Pod buddies. <laughs> yeah. See, aren't you glad we added a woman's touch to the show, Jose? Isn't this nice? We're in our feelings. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, Scott, if I'm going to be a regular, I need to have my own song. Like, I need a theme song. So we're going to need to work on that. Maybe put that out to the Twitterverse. And I should have like an intro song or something. Just, just saying. Extra, extra. You know, Todd wanted explosions. Danielle yeah. wants intro songs. We'll see what we can do, but we'll try to uh, not get into our feelings too much tonight. Thomas, we see you. Edson, we see you. Everybody tuning in there on Facebook Live. Thanks for your comments. We want to hear from you guys as well. Just uh, kind of as we recap and reflect on this season. Um, but I, I guess first we kind of want to start uh, with that last match and, and go ahead and, and do one final uh, recap here, I guess, uh, for the uh, game this past weekend. Uh, Harry, co-host there, I'm going to let you take it away, buddy, and uh, start us off with your thoughts from the uh, game against the Switchbacks. Did it not feel like RGV Part 2? You could all... I pulled it up on FOTMOB. I put a picture on it, and within minutes of each event, it happened. You know, just the same own goal, you know, by a con. It just <sighs> the only difference on this one is is the you know the Lopez offside, not offside goal, and, and I think you know, kind of uh, looking at it a little further, he probably was offside at, at the six second mark on the frame that I was looking at, just barely, but. You shouldn't have been in that position on the first page. What? Da Danielle down there, I see her. She's got the VAR pulled up on her phone right there, and she's telling <laughs> you not to argue with the officials. <laughs> well, it wasn't a clean shot, but, you know, like I said, her after discussing and, and you know, having a few discussions on Reddit, and, uh, yeah, I had to give it to 1868 uh, Reno uh, uh, podcast, uh, and they are like, yeah, no, it, it, it was off. If you look at it, they even pulled it up and fruit froze it there and so the lines with, with the view, view the you play. can't with the view you can't surprising, surprising. Yeah, that, but to your point man it, the, the rgv match I, I know you weren't the only one that, that kind of made that comment um rafa i know you kind of saw that earlier other than the score line and obviously you know the being the man down and everything uh, what about it to you kind of felt like that RGV game, or what was it reminded you of that? Uh, we stopped pushing or pressing. I think, I think that's 
what happened the first that first time with RGV is okay, we're, they're a man down. Uh, we're just gonna sit back, relax with two zero instead of going for the throat and going for the kill. And I'm surprised that Paul didn't learn his lesson from the first time and say, hey, you know, let I think especially with that red card because it, it was one of their def- better defenders and it dropped one of their holding mids who's not used to that playing that position since they were playing a three back. You know, why didn't we press a lot more? You know, we could have really smothered him and who's to say we get that third goal and you know, we could have been playing last night. But it's, those are the mistakes I think that need to be corrected as far as the coaching side. It's like you have to – you see your uh, other team, a man down, go for the kill, you know, go press some, especially you're playing three up front. So that's that's what – that was my take. I was like, I said, ah, this is RGV again once we got that own goal. And that's when it really everything kind of fell apart. Yeah. I wonder because I know it – and I told you this. I was like, if they get two, they've got it. Because if you look at Colorado Springs, they had only scored 21 – or, well, 19 – or, hold on, let me pull up their goals. Ah, the standings isn't very good. Um, go in to see how many goals. They hadn't scored that many goals, so you figured if you got up two goals, you were good. And, and But it's it's that own goal that kills it. And then, you know, once, once you had that and, that, you know, it just you opened yourself up to that set piece and – We've discussed all year the lack of height on this team, yeah. and it rears its head. It just you know. Well, and you know, I I think you, you talk about it right there, and uh, Amber just brought it up on our Facebook live feed, and and you said it the own goal, uh, Akon with three own goals uh, this season, and I know kind of the last couple matches we've been worried a little bit, so to speak, about Yarrow being out. And uh, it's like even with Yarrow in there, though, you know you're going to give up that mistake. You feel like they're going to give up the goals on the defensive side of the ball. But that own goal, again, a a killer. Uh, Rafa is a coach. You know, it was a slide tackle, kind of unfortunate, the the direction that the ball went. How do you coach your players against those types of situations? Because it wasn't the only one that we saw this year from a poor tackle inside the box, it seems like. Well, that play, I think he – if you notice, it was kind of similar to the RGV one. He did another slide tackle, and, and it squirted. It was. It's and, exactly and, the same. Yeah, like I said, me and Harry were like right, right there watching it, and I'm like, this is the same. T-. I think that he's really not a, a, the best slide tackling. He should have stayed on his feet. And on the coaching side, one of the things I, I do, especially on defense, and I stress this on my players, is you know, don't slide tackle. Stay on your feet. Why? Because that could, that could happen unless it's like a last second, you know, try to save something, then go ahead and do that. But he could have stayed on his feet and 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 gone that ball and cleared it out. Really, there was no reason to slide tackle at all, especially since you know you have a goalkeeper kind of in position to for the cross, but you no, know, Cardoni had no chance of getting that, and you can't fault Cardoni on that on that play. He was just out of position, but I think Akon should, you know, know better than slide tackle, especially around that area. If he's had a history of scoring own goals, you know, he should have just stayed on his feet, cleared it out. I'd rather give up the corner kick and give up an own goal. And I think that's I think that's what I'm noticing a lot, especially with the other players too, is technique. 
I think we lost focus as far as on our technique. We just give a lot of bad passes, a lot of laziness. It's just running through the motions. I think you know, when we talk, when we talk about, I guess, any changes in the future, that's something that needs to be addressed. Is we need to go back to basics and and fix a lot of this mess as far as technique and so forth. Then maybe we'll see a better, you know, just a better product on the field. So one thing I also want to point out real quick. So number one, I was a wedding in, at a wedding enjoying some amazing wedding cake, and it was a dry wedding, so no margaritas. But I was texting with a friend back and forth, and he's like, we're up 2-0. I go, it's going to be another RGB. And sure enough, he's sending me the swearing emojis and all of that. But I looked online at our starting lineup, and what I noticed is, yes, we had a couple people we had to sub out for new positions, but not only are we – we're not doing like for like, but then we're switching people. So we're switching our midfielders from playing with forwards they're normally used to working with. So Pirano and Gomez are used to working with each other. Well, we moved Barnby over to working with Gomez. And I'm like, yeah, but now we've just lost the combination play that he and Restrepo had. And I think all of us would know, especially you, Rafa, players need to work together. And I think that's been our Achilles heels. We don't have enough people working together, getting into rhythms. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I think that, that also didn't help. I would have kept Barnby on the same side with Restrepo because they've been producing over wow. and then just put Gallegos in for Pirano. Um, but also as a player, you get used to using a, a certain foot, the way you cut in and the way you cross. And, and so I was like, why are we totally switching? Not just the lineup of players, but now we're switching the entire lineup on the field we're just like making it harder for ourselves. So when we started losing, I was like, well, we, we've just kind of put players in a bunch of different positions. Now, yes, should every midfielder That's be that. in midfield, but. But that also has to do with not having a bench. Yep. And he was limited with all the injuries and the limitations that we have with certain players. I, I had wished he had started channel with Lopez up front. We need to win this game. Let's get all our, our top two forwards up there. Let's go. Let's go get get some goals. You know, Gomez can don't come. You, don't the, you guys um, think this is classic pow though? Yeah, it's classic pow. That's what right. are you doing? It's classic pow. Like there's there's no reason to it. There's no there's no explanation to it. It's just like uh, I feel it, it feel I feel like he just draws names, man, out of buckets. Uh, from the defenders, I'm gonna draw these guys for this game for the midfield and for the forward. It's classic power, and and it's time for him to go. It's it's that's it. I mean, if you're gonna play, like I say, I mean, if it was my my, my team, I start Lopez outside on the right. I have I have a Restrepo outside, and I have Cheno up front. The midfield, you know, pretty much I can have Barbie and per, and Barbie on the left with Restrepo on his side, and maybe get somebody. Like I said, maybe Gomez on the other side with you know with Lopez. You know, and in the middle, yeah, Pekka, and then I, I think I would have started Rafa a little bit sooner. I know they, I know Harry mentioned maybe saving him to then to organize it, but I think if we get up three, four, nothing, you know, really don't really have to organize too much because we can kind of coast towards the end. But we needed all the players that we needed, and then yeah, I think the big difference is not having Yarrow too. You know, Yarrow missing his his leadership down there on the defense. It sh- it showed. I mean, Moises and uh, and Green did you know did a great job, but well, if you have there, I don't think he had. I don't think he commits the own goal that Akon yeah. because I think that pushes Akon out, you know, out to the up to the left. It's just and 
you know, it, it go, to me, like I said, I know Powell's a huge problem, mm-hmm. but how they constructed this team this year, you had no, you had no bench. There was zero bench when you're bringing, you know, Ryan from the coaching staff on, you know, how, how many times has Scott been saying, Hey, let's bring in a defender. Uh, it's gotta be at least what, six weeks. Well, no, but you know, as I, have my, I, have my, I always have my cleats in the car. I always have my cleats in the car in case they call me. That's how thin our depth is. I think with the players that we have, we play the wrong formation. We're, we're, we're not the players we have. We're not a three, four, three team. If you're going to play, I've played a three, four, three and you have to have a lot of speed and a lot of aggressive players in your front seven. And we didn't have that or they never were out there. And you know, what, what is LaHood doing in the three, four, three dropping out as like a false def- outside defender? I mean, well, if you're going to play for, play a four back, play a four, two, three, one, I mean, play you know, you don't play a three four three, and then have somebody look, drop on there because you need his attack up front. But that's not the hood. And, and to Gordino's point, right? To Gordino's point, that's classic pal. Like Harry, I, I know you retweeted a couple lineups that some of the different fans or you know were, were sending out there and stuff like that and every single lineup i saw that didn't have la hood in it it's like i love that lineup but you know he's not going to go with that starting 11 because he's got to throw la hood in there somewhere to put a kink in it you know and that's just well i didn't it. have anybody else to put in there that's the problem you, you have people playing out of position majority of the season and and it goes to me, it goes back, in, and I brought this up in a tweet. It goes back to Ditch. He last he lasted three games. He was supposed to be the big player that that brought in. You know, they re-signed Lang, but Ditch was the big player. He, you know, hell, he was on the Canadian national team bench when they mm-hmm. rolled the United States. How the hell can he not make our team if he can be up there? And if he wanted to go home, that's a separate discussion. But that's a discussion that you probably should have had in the off season. And said, "Hey, do you really want to come here, or do you want to go go play at home in Edmonton?" And if he wants to go home, I have nothing against that. But if it was an issue in the locker room or an issue with Coach Powell, which there's been, you know, there's been rumors because you know nothing gets verified that Coach Powell sometimes is not the easiest coach to get along with. I'll just say. Well, you saw the cold shoulder from Guzman uh, earlier in the season, you know, and then you, you saw him kind of get the, the bench or, or whatever there for a little while. And I know we had a comment earlier about the underutilization of him this season, and we can get into uh, some of what we feel like the biggest struggles were uh, outside of that switchback game and kind of a higher level overview. I know Coach Powell was another subject that we wanted to get into. Down the here. road, yeah. Yeah. Real quick, though. I think we can start saying that's so Spursy because totally stealing it from uh, the men in blazers. Jose, you know what I'm talking about, but it's so Spursy. Like that co- that Colorado game, so Spursy. We're going we're gonna to do it. We're, we're going to roll over. So I think we need to start adopting it and being like, yep, so Spursy. So Spursy after four years now we can – we've got some history with that. So um, We are so Spursy. Wow. It, it, it's a full circle. So Spursy. Jesus Christ! Um, but don't, don't you think that's a problem, though? It's it's and it and it goes to show the maybe the limited uh, or of what Powell is. He tr- he tries to make the players fit his system instead of making a system that fit the players. 
But he changed the system. That's the thing. But but he's putting players out of position, man. Right. He's mm-hmm. putting players out of position. So so you're not really with what you got. It's it's like what the USA is going through right now. You're yes. trying to play out of the back. You're not Barcelona. You're not Man City. You're USA. You counterattack. You have you have uh you have you have the athleticism athleticism to counterattack. That's what's gotten you to where you are or to right. where you got before. So so you're gonna have to adjust to what you have, and 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 adjust to the players. Don't don't try to make them and and, and play play try to play fancy football tiki taka. You don't have that type of players. You got to play with what you have. The year that we were successful, why were we successful? Because we had a strong defense and we had a great counterattack. And yeah, yeah they, a good they, controlling they, mid. That that counterattack, you know, you got to have a they, strong controlling mid. They were shitty games, one zeros and 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 two ones and stuff like that. But I'll take those and and make the playoffs over mm-hmm. over trying to play pretty and losing or or yeah losing five zero. Didn't we lose five zero this game this season? Losing at the Como five to one, you know. <laughs> You know, that's not an excuse to that. That's like I said, games like that. There should have been gimme games, and that we should have been in the pile, or even a lot higher on the table. But it's just out of you know lack of soccer IQ or common sense to say, hey, you know, let's go for the. Especially the weak teams, you go for the kill. You know, you don't show mm-hmm. any mercy out there on the field. That's Part just how. That's just how I am with. You know, when I coach and I tell my players, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to pardon anybody if you're missing this and that. You know, we're, we're going to, we have to run up the score. We're going to have to run up the score. But, hey, it's going to benefit us to get into the playoffs. You know, we're not here to make friends or, or whatever. And that thing, that's, he's not a risk taker. He's more, he's too conservative. And I think we need a coach that's going to be a risk taker. But also puts the players in the right positions. That's they're going to be able to function and succeed on the fields, not have people that shouldn't be be playing at all at certain posi- at certain places and positions and so forth. When we've said it for a long time, he plays not to lose. He doesn't play to win, and I think that's been one of the biggest frustrations, whether it's on the road or whether it's at home, is you know playing not to lose versus playing to win, and you just haven't seen that excitement from the squad. I feel like in, in quite a while. But I know we also wanted to get into some player grades and stuff like that. And, and like I say, kind of get into some, some higher uh, overall kind of what we feel like is, is going to make the biggest difference this offseason. Um, I know some people in the comment situation already talking about some of those uh, subjects as well. So we'll get to those here in just a second. But um, Harry, I know you kind of had a list there for some player grades and things like that, that we kind of wanted to get into and at least break it down a little bit position by position. Yeah. So, and just to be fair, I didn't do a lot of the reserves. I, I did the main individuals that, that contributed majority of the season. Uh, so I just did as far as goalie uh, Cardoni. Uh, I gave him B, uh, you know, B, B minus, you know, along those lines here. I don't think he was spectacular by any means. But the goals that were that he allowed, I, you know, outside of a couple, I find a hard time saying it's really his fault. And, and you know, so you know, I think he, I think he's an above average to a good, you know, USL goaltender. Um, but you know, I, I thought you know he was not the weak spot on on this year's team, in, in my opinion. Tim, would you give him? He said B B minus. B. I'll go B minus. B minus. Uh, Rafa, you want to go next just because the order of the pictures I have on my screen, we'll just do this in the same order to keep it simple. Yeah. 
Well, uh, Cardoni, same thing, B minus. Like I said, he he really, I mean, he's not the flashy goalkeeper that we all want and so forth. And But, you know, he does get the job done. He made I can tell the difference between this and last year. He didn't make as many mistakes as he did last year. So, but the, a lot of the, like I said, the the defense let him down a lot, and you know there were some goals. Yeah, I think he can. There's one that he that took a really good shot from a free kick that he had really had no chance. But overall, I'm gonna give him a B, a B minus. Okay, and Danielle, I got you coming up next. I agree. I think um, we haven't seen the best that the man has to offer. I think he was there for us in some clutch situations. I think if he had a stronger defensive line, he'd probably be an AA plus and we'd be talking about him for a goalie of the year. I just think the first, what, like five games of the season, kind of when they're all meshing together, just had an impact. All right. And Gordinho. Yeah, um what's the what's the middle? What's the fifty percent? B minus C C plus. Um yeah, I mean just a goalkeeper in my my view. He's just a goalkeeper that fills the spot, does his job, that's it. Yeah. He did the only down thing that I have in, in I don't think he I don't think he won any games for, for San Antonio, like you know, past goaltenders or even past seasons that he's done where he stood on his head. I didn't see that at all this year. Well, you didn't um, see the big PK saves, you know, which yeah. I, I know that was kind of the real big thing that got mm-hmm. everybody on that board. Is that you, you talk about a keeper that wins you games, stopping a PK where it's just one-on-one, that's a goalie winning you games. So kind of to uh, everybody's point, um, I, I get where you're coming from, Jose. Serviceable goalie, did a fair job, top half of the league. I, I, w- I will say this. I w- I, yeah, yeah I, I will say this on, on his behalf. He had – it seemed like he was on uh, Save of the Week a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, big, so, big saves for a bad so, back line, but you know, plenty of them to pick yeah. from when you're getting uh, attacked as much as he was. I think especially the one in El Paso that me and Harry saw. You know, he saved a couple mm-hmm. of that. You know, in that big game that Lopez started. You know, he made some couple of critical mid saves on that, especially on that game. Gotcha. So moving right along. Would you have Scott? What'd you give? Um, so I guess if I had to give him like an actual letter grade, I, I would say right in terms with what you guys are saying, B, B minus. You know, I think he's an above average keeper. Uh, did he did he just play phenomenally well, or, or was he a difference maker? I don't think so. Uh, does he still have some of those same issues as far as organization of the back line goes? Command, yeah. I think so. When it comes to even sometimes constructing his wall and stuff like that, you saw some more communication errors. And so I would fault him, I think, more for the communication style of play than I would fault him for any actual performance on the pitch. So the next is defender Yarrow. Uh, he missed the last, what, couple of games. <sighs> you know, I gave him a, I gave him a, we'll go a C plus. Um, I think he was a little bit above average. I think I don't think he, I think he was our best center back, with, but compared to previous years. It's a drop from previous years. So, you know, even though he might have been our best center back, it still wasn't as good as, you know, last year's with with, with Sip, obviously with Seba, um, along those lines. I think both of those were, you know, much better than, than Yarrow was. And, and But, you know, it's, you know, the back line's going to struggle on grades, I, I feel. <laughs> One class you don't want to be in, right? Rafa, what do you got for uh, our guy Yarrow? Um, 
Yeah, C plus. You know, maybe close to like a B minus, but I think I'm gonna go with the C plus. He had some flashes. I think he's got room for improvement if he can develop a lot more. You know, sky's the limit with him. He, you know, he's he's not a bad player. He just needs a little bit more development, maybe better coaching on the defense or working technique. But you know, just, you know, like I said, the inexperience really hurt us on the, on the center line. Like we had, like Harry mentioned in the past few years. You know, we didn't have that veteran. You know, we didn't have that vocal leadership that you should have in, in the in the center central defender. I think that's what's what's been missing a lot, missed a lot this year. So, but. You know, y'all, like I said, I'll give him a C plus, but he, there's more room for improvement for him. All right, so we still want to see some more growth. I, just out of curiosity, I, I know we didn't say this at the beginning, but Rafa, are you saying keep him or let him go? Let's throw that in there. Uh, I'd keep him. I think we. I, I'd keep him because you know maybe if you do bring in a veteran player, a lot more experience, you know, still develop him, and he can always come off the bench, for especially to, to add depth. I mean, or you know. Maybe he'll he'll have a breakout season next year, and you know he'll maybe he'll learn a lot from this season, and he'll improve on and be a lot better central defender. So I, I would I would keep your I would bring him back for next year. Harry, you saying bring him back? Also, I'm sorry, no, I didn't give you the chance to answer that. Yeah, gotcha. If he's going to be as your primary, no. But if he's the the second center back or third center back, yes. Gotcha. And Danielle, you're grading for a Yarrow. We know he was out kind of there towards the end of the season. So I'm not going to lie. We're going to go pass fail on the defenders because we brought in a whole new team. I mean, the entire team except Rafa, Pekka, and Ever. I didn't, it took me the entire season to figure out who was who between everyone changing, which is a huge thing. I'm just going to put my, we need to keep players because you need, people to it's a relationship you need to know them so i i'm just gonna say i'm gonna clump in the defensive mm-hmm. line it's just it's a pass it, it's it a pass. Fail. you pass they brought it back but here's what i'm gonna say is you play a strategy and it's like we're talking about with the national team if you flip the entire team the strategy has to build from the bottom up so you want to keep key players in key positions so then all you're doing is adding an outside defender. We re, we just erased everything. So Matt took – it took him the entire season to work with these, this defense. It took the defense the entire season to work together. So they passed. You know, it, it, was it their fault? No, because it's a strategy that the coach implemented. And I think we all know as players when, hey, you got two weeks to figure this strategy out and this is the strategy we're doing for the season, so figure it out or sorry – so I, I can't fault them too much. So I'm just going to give all of our defenders a pass. Keep, keep them because they know how to work together now. They know the system. They know the three back. We're going to start off at a higher level than scratching everything, coming in, losing the first seven games, five, seven games, and having a mess and having everyone hate us. So keep some people so we can build. That's going to be my whole defensive. That works. I no, gotcha. I like the lumping them. I think that's fair. You really can lump them all together, Jose. What about you, man? What do you think for Yarrow or, or for the defense as a whole? Uh, Yarrow, Yarrow to me would be a B, and I would bring him back just to keep the same uh, familiar face. And I mean, he was already here this season. Why not keep him and have him get familiar with the system that we have? 
here's the here's the this is the thing. What kind of system we're going to have next year? Exactly. <laughs> that's the question. Next year. But to, for, no. to, that's a fair Hopefully point. Hopefully we get a new system. Assume everything's going to stay the same because as, as of right now it is for this exercise. Um, you know, I, 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 I would think that if you're going to lump the group together, I would almost give them a failing grade. Um, I know Yarrow was kind of that bright spot of a um, not mm-hmm. very bright offense or defense, excuse me, but uh, – I, I guess if I had to give him a letter grade, it'd probably be a C, but I'm more in line with you, Harry. I don't mind bringing him back, but I hope he's not in your starting 11. I'm all for developing him as a player. I know he didn't have a whole lot of help around him and how important that is as a central defender to have, you know, strong units right and on the wings. But um, I, I just overall, his performance this year, I don't think any of those defenders I would really rate B or above. And uh, if I had to grade the whole unit, pass fail it would probably be a fail so on the next one is ebby akon uh, um what's his name was brought in the guy that left right for which one which what'd you say jose i don't know my internet is sucking Oh. It's okay. There's some storms going on and stuff like that. I don't know. I heard earlier where like all of our amber alerts went off or the weather alerts yeah. went off at the, the same time. The flash flood warning. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. So, I went with the con. He's a rookie. He was a third-round draft pick for the fire. I think he was playing out of position most of the time uh, for it sliding over. I gave him a, I gave him a C because it was his first professional season. Um. It's probably being a little kinder than what it should be, but you know, for his first year, uh, you know, I think he, I, I don't, I don't think he was put in the right position, so it's hard for me to penalize him too much. Okay, and uh, keep him or uh, let him go for next season. Uh, I think they're keeping him. Yeah, he's a rookie. He signed with us, and like I said here, I, yeah, I think. Like most young players, I bet you he has a team option to come back, so I, I would expect him to be back. Rafa, what do you think about uh, Akon's play? Just, just way too many mistakes. And for coaching staff to see that and allow that to continue all season, I mean, I, I can understand being a rookie and, and learning the process, but if your game doesn't develop from the beginning to the end and still kind of stays flat, uh, for me, my grade for him is going to be a D minus. Um, close to close to an. I was thinking about giving him an F, but D minus. Um, as far as him, um, I, actually, I would trade him, bring in a veteran defender. You wouldn't yeah. keep him on the bench. No, um, I'd rather have him on the bench than Fenwick and and uh, Ibuzi. Yeah, well, the goal is to try to upgrade your players, right? Not replace them with downgrades. Yeah, because the thing is, we're here to we're here to upgrade, right? And, yeah. and for me, and for me, if I'm a GM, I, I, I if I'm gonna fix his defense, I trade him away and I bring in the veteran. Hey, we saw better there at the runners match. That number six, I'll sign him tomorrow and throw him <laughs> back there in his spot. To me, to me, like I said, that there was a. To bring three new, a whole new defense was a big mistake by front office, and not to bring in players with veteran experience to kind of groom them and mentor them. 
uh, I think that's the reason why maybe our midfielders played a lot better than their defense because our midfielders had mentors on the and veteran, but our defense did not have. So I trade him. I bring in a veteran leadership because I'm here to win, and winning when you we got to win now, and I need somebody that's going to carry the defense and be that vocal that voice and that vocal leadership that that our defense def- desperately needs for next year. All right, Jose. Daniel already gave a C, as she mentioned here. So up to you, Jose. Akon, C minus. C minus it. I I, I think I got to go kind of with Rafa. I mean, I I D minus. You know, I I know it wasn't really a native position to him and everything, but just rating him on his actual performance over the season, you know, it was a long season. and, And, you know, some of those same mistakes there towards the end, I think that's a great assessment that Rafa gave. So I'm just going to ditto that. And uh, I will pass on him for next season as well. Did he Uh, have the record for the most minutes? No, that's Kai Green, right? I think it's Kai Green, yeah. I think it's Kai Green. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, who is next? Defender Kai Green uh, played out uh, on the uh, right-hand side. I think he was our best defender. You didn't really hear mm-hmm. much about him. Uh, you know, he didn't go up as as forward as 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 uh, we used to in the past. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I give I give him a B plus. I can't give. I want to give him an A, but I can't give him an A because I don't think the defense deserves an A. So yeah, I'll go B plus. Yeah. All right, I think that's uh, fair. And uh, for you, Rafa? Uh, he had some bright moments. I think he's a player that we can kind of like the same thing with, with Yara. We can develop, you know, him being you. And and I think he's got a future. We just need, like I said, we just need the right leadership and right coaching staff to really groom him, to have him grow. So I'm going to grade him a B, and I, I would keep him. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of aggressive as far as the starter. Front set, I think he can start a couple games here and there. But, you know, as far as death, you know, he'll be a big, big plus to have him on death on the team as far as on the bench. So, because he can go either way. He can be a starter or he can come off the bench. But uh, I, I'm going to give him a B plus and I'll make sure we keep him on staff. Gotcha. So, bringing him back next year. And, Danielle, anything in particular that you'd like to say about Kai? Pass. I got, I got nothing. Okay. I got nothing on the defense. They were a unit to me. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and Jose, anything about uh, our guy Kai? The same with everybody. B plus, man. Uh, bring him back. Use him as a starter if we need to, because if we can't find nobody better, but uh, would like to maybe use him as a uh, bench player to push a starter. If we do bring a, a, a starter, he can be that kind of guy that that pushes you to that pushes the starter to give uh, the extra that he needs to. So. Yeah, I think Kai was, again, kind of a bright spot back there um, for that line. Uh, Harry, I'm kind of more with you on that. I think as far as his uh, defensively, I thought he played really well. Um, but uh, to your yeah. point, kind of like it, to really give him that A, I feel like you wanted to see him just offensively on the ball in that transition. You know, you'd see him make just a great defensive play, control it, and then maybe give it away on the counterattack, you know. And so to really complete his game, I, I'm with you on him, Rafa. I think he's one of those players you really can develop. Um, his style of play to me, I don't think he's the most elegant player, but he's one of those that makes up for it with his hard work. So whatever I think he lacks for in skill, he just seems like the type that he's going to make up for in effort. So I'm. Well, he's a smart cool. player, in he my opinion. Good. He's a smart player. He's very, he's very smart. Amber Harris off of a 
Facebook mentioned Greed should be built around. He's got a, a very big upside. So I, I like uh, bringing him back there for the defensive line. What was your grade? Oh, you said B plus. Oh, so I'll go B plus with him also. Like I say, if he could yeah. just just that transition to the offensive side of things, if he gets that aspect, I think he could be a great player for SAFC. Uh, Mo Hernandez, who's on loan from FC Dallas, um, I gave him a B. He was when he was on the field, he was good. He had the injury. Um, I believe he had, you know, so I gave him a B. You could, when he was out there, when he was healthy, uh, you, you could definitely tell, he, you know, he's got that talent and he's got that speed, especially for a defender, um, that I thought he did really well, but, uh, nothing special, you know, and, and that's where I was kind of hesitant to, you know, maybe kind of going to C plus, but, um, I decided to go with just a B. Okay, so a B for Mo on loan from FC Dallas. What about you, Rafa? What do you got for Mo? Uh, Mo, actually, in the I noticed in the beginning of the season when we were playing a flat back four, he was very dangerous on runs from the back, going up, mm-hmm. going up, and that's that was something that we lacked. I noticed the other teams in the USL were doing that. We were the one team that was not having defenders attack, and he did it really well before he's. I think that kind of also derailed the chemistry of the team. I think mm-hmm. down, and 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 you can see it. And it lacked. And it lacked. You know, I think they lacked his leadership because he does have coming from FC Dallas. He does have a experience playing at a higher level of soccer. And, and I think maybe had he not gone down, I think maybe things would have been different. And I think maybe he could have been that leader of the team to groom that the other three. And but when he came back, I mean, he, he I mean got back to you know not as what he started in the season, but he did a great job, especially the last few games when he's playing out of position. You know, I'm sure he's never played a flat uh, a three back, but he, to me, I think he did a great job. So I'm I'm gonna give him a B. You know, it it could have been an A had had maybe not gone hurt during the season. I, I think I saw good flashes on. Mm-hmm. As far as bringing him back, I know he's on loan. You know, hopefully, maybe we can sign him, or you know, maybe we can get the FC Dallas alone out again to us and keep on doing. Age out of the system, unfortunately for mm-hmm. FC Dallas, because this is what the second year in a row he's been yeah. loaned out. So you have to, you have to wonder if he's actually in the plans for FC Dallas at, at yeah. this point. And if he's not, I mean, why, why not buy, buy, buy his contract, buy him up, buy his contract, and maybe we can build around him. I think I'd rather build around him with another veteran defender and then have a couple other guys, maybe like I said, with Yaro. Yeah. I think that, that would be more, make more sense for our defense. Gotcha. And uh, Jose, what about you, man? Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on Moza? Are you still, well, does he count as a defender? Or does he count as a midfielder? So two things. One is I need to apologize to the people watching the podcast because my cat was just licking himself. So I'm sorry. <laughs> at home. The, but sure. welcome to my life. Everyone else has um, soccer scarves in the background. I have a cat licking himself. My life. <laughs> this is what we bring you back. I know. So, <laughs> past, good to me. I If I don't have a complaint, then it's, it's a good thing. Okay. Danielle's going to be voicing your complaints here in a little bit, apparently. <laughs> so, no mm-hmm. news is good news for Mo Hernandez from Danielle. Uh, what about you, Jose? Yeah, Mo. Uh, he's just a. Uh, to me, he was a um, kind of one of the pillars of the defense, if you can call him that, because he does show that emotion. He does show that passion at times. Sometimes he shows it too much, and it gets out of control for him. Um, as mm-hmm. uh, who was it, Amber Harris, that mentioned that he needs to control his emotions. 
Um, yeah, um, would I bring him back if we could? Yeah, I would bring him back if we could. Yeah. All right. Uh, there, there's a comment that you know it fits in time when Guillermo said uh, Jose was licking himself too, Daniel. So you don't have to worry oh, about. Perfect. <laughs> Welcome to my world. He he's a cat, Welcome right? to my world. Co-host lick themselves, cats lick themselves. It's all good. I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, I like Mo. I think he shows a lot of potential uh, as well. Um, I wonder though how much of the yellow cards and and some of his frustrations and his situation with being on loan from FC Dallas warrants maybe his frustration levels with San Antonio FC um, if he wants to come back. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, I'd love to have him back. I think he's a great piece out of the backfield, like you said, Rafa, early in the season, some of those runs. But, you know, we've seen it before where, where some of those locker room frustrations kind of spill out onto the field. And I don't know if that's really a factor for Mo or, or if it was just, you know, one of those guys that plays with his emotions like we've seen. So, What was your guys' grades? I have uh, Daniel's, but what was yours, Jose? A B. B. What was yours, Rafa? My mine was a B for him. B. And yours, Scott? I'll say B as well and, and bring him back. Uh, we put together a report card. I got it here. You, you got to put together a report card to post it, like literally like – I got you. And the PE notes does not participate in PE, kicks the other PE. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mo kicked the crowd out, uh, crowd out of that one. <laughs> uh, hates mustard. Doesn't play well. I'm surprised he didn't get a red card for that one. <laughs> Walter Restrepo. I gave him a B. He, when he came on, I was, or when, when they signed him, I was like a bench player. Uh, leadership, but when when he came on at the end of the year, uh, you know, after Billy Forbes uh, departed, uh, I thought he brought you know that leadership that I think was missing on the front line. So I gave him a B. Um, yeah, I wonder if he would have you know been able to do it for the full season. Uh, but you know his fiery, his you know you know just that, that combination you know the scorpion years with him and Rafa. Um, paid off and kept us in the race for as long as we could. So, um, you know, I, you know, I think it was just solid a B, a, a B player. And uh, Rafa, what about you, man? Walter Estrepo. Yeah, Walter. Walter was a surprise this year because I, I know I think a lot of the fans are probably going to try to relive the Scorpion days, but those were past. But when the opportunity for him to start to start came on. I mean, he rolled with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had some great games, and he, he, you can tell. I think he also fit. I think one player that fed off him was Pirano. Pirano mm -hmm. kind of fed off of his kind of his his guidance, and it's, especially having those two, they were like lethal on, on on the pitch. And like I said, you know, I know Walter's a very emotional player, and sometimes it got the best of him. But and I had no complaints so far as how he, he worked hard. He he never slacked off. He did what he needed to do. So I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a B, and I I, I do want to bring him back for death and leadership. You know he may not be a starter, but hey, you know I really have him coming off the bench. And just in case someone does get hurt, mm -hmm. hey, you know you know he can start and and, and and take that take that charge and go with it. Gotcha, Danielle. What about a uh, Walter Estrepo? Hey, our first a. entertain me. I want to be entertained when I'm at a game. I am sick of watching boring SAFC soccer where we kind of do some stuff. Entertain me. Restrepo, entertain me. He is worth the value of admission to me. 
when he dribbled down that sideline, juked the defender in the penalty area, and put it in on a very difficult shot with a hard angle. Mm-hmm. Entertaining. Across I will come. The body. I will come and watch him. And he's pulling defenders away from Walter, uh, from Pirano and Gomez and Lopez. Lopez yep. So now you're spreading those defenders out instead of six on Pirano. So do it. Let's bring him back. I want to see it. I wasn't here for the Scorpions days. You're, you're good enough for me. Hey, Jose, our guy Walter Restrepo, man. What do you think? I give him a B plus. I would give him a A if he had if I had seen the whole season. Uh, like we did see him the last what was it five games, um, but yeah, B plus to me. Um, bring him back, definitely bring him back. And I guess I will just have to uh, agree with you guys on that. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of like Danielle. I didn't see Restrepo back in his Scorpion days when I first kind of saw him playing. I wasn't sure how talented uh, he really was, but uh, you saw flashes of it there towards the end of the season. Like you say, it's definitely mm-hmm. serviceable if he has to take on that starting role. And uh, he was a lot of fun to watch. I'm rocking the short shorts. I'm bringing back Walter Restrepo, baby. I'm loving it. Bring back Walter. Uh. <laughs> and next is the legend, uh, Rafa Castillo. Um, Dang it, Harry. Oh, Rafa Castillo. Oh, Rafa Castillo. And here's where I'm going to feel bad because I gave him a C plus. And the reason why That's at Ramen Cool That's 1-0 Raymond Call Raymond Call And the reason why he wasn't He wasn't part of the team Until the end of the year When they had to call him back You know To be honest with you I was 50-50 on putting him Putting him on the list But he is a San Antonio legend You know He You know When he was on the field He had an impact um, especially at the end of the year, uh, the leadership. Um, now, I don't know if you'd have had him all summer because, you know, unofficially he had, a, a, you know, another gig, we'll just say, uh, that, uh, you know, that he was also doing. So I gave him a C plus, you know, like I said here, you know, but as far as career, an A plus here in San Antonio, of course. Of course. Anything for Salinas. Okay, Rafa. Our Rafa. Uh- for Mato Kyle, um, it's it's tough because one, I want to question the coaching staff. Why would you leave him out for the majority of the season when you know how much of an impact you can you can do? And especially towards the end, you know, as just shows a lack of common sense. So, you know, he, he still had. I mean, for being thirty nine, you know, he still had. A lot left on the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I can say is I can't really give a grade. I guess it, like an incomplete. You know, I think the big mistake was leaving him off. And and as far as bringing him back, I mean, you can go. Why not bring him back? But I, I think the role actually what I would like to see is for him to be part of the coaching staff. I think he would really do wonders – a, like a, a fresh mind, a fresh um, a, a mentor to the, especially to the midfielders, like to Pirano and Gomez. I like to see him as as in the war. If they bring in a new staff, I'd I'd hire him as be part of being part of the new staff. You know, have have that connection to the uh, that bridge to the players, and they. I think everybody respects him. I think he is kind of like the face of the team. 
Uh, he's that legend, and he's kind of like the Tim Duncan of let's say of San Antonio soccer. It's just just how much respect we have for him and love for him, and I like to see him be being good on the coaching side with with SAFC next year. But as far as grade, I'll, I'll have an incomplete because, like I said, they just kept them out too for too much. So bring him back as a coach. Mm-hmm. Got it, Danielle. Or what about Rafa Castillo? So I gave him a C, like Harry. I have no idea what his role was. If we brought him back as a super sub, then why did he only sub the last few games? Here's what I will say. Rafa is a guaranteed yellow card every time he steps on the field. This is a rough in me. I watch every time. (laughs) He does stupid stuff, and I love him, and he's passionate about it. But when you're only on the field for 10 minutes in an intense game, we don't need you to come in with that yellow because it's going to be just as easy to get that second yellow. We're gone. We're playing a man down. And I love that he's passionate, but I would like him to steer it in a better direction. And honestly, we all know we brought him back as the face of the club. Love it. I think we need people like Rafa have that leadership. I like him on the coaching staff. I would love to see him in the academy. He would be a perfect academy coach. Mm -hmm. He already does coaching. But here's what I'm also going to say, and this is the off the field stuff that I think SAFC needs to work on. You have someone like Rafa Castillo. If you're not going to start him every game, that's okay. But send him out to the tailgates to talk mm-hmm. with the fans. The fans love him. He loves the fans. He brings his kids and his whole family to stuff. If you are having someone like Rafa Castillo as part of this community, let him be part of the community because guess what? He's going to bring people. Let him do his other coaching gig that we all know what we're talking about, but we're not allowed to talk about. Um, actually, I can talk about it because I was never under some NDA or whatever. He was working for the Athenians as a coach. I'm going to mm-hmm. be upfront. Tim Holt, you got my DM on Twitter. I'm okay. Um, We're good like that. But let him bring – that's 10 to 20 people that are coming now to a game because of Rafa. Mm -hmm. You're telling me you don't need those extra 20 tickets? We all know you need a couple hundred more. So if he can bring that entire crowd from that women's team that follows that crew, Mm -hmm. let him be the face. Let him be in the community. We haven't had anyone in the community – They do their one or two. Silver and Black gives back. We post some happy, warm, fuzzy feelings. Put him in the community. He will bring people, and he's a great outreach. So I'm going to say if you're going to pay for him, pay for that, and he'll he'll return that, the funds on ticket sales. For sure. And this is a complaint from Todd. If you you bring him in, and especially with him, if you have him go on the south side where it's predominantly Hispanic-speaking, it's a no-brainer. It's 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 something that SAFC should have been doing since you know for the last four years. He's really using him, using Walter to try to build the base down there. Well, with Cesar Elizondo before that. I mean, he's yeah, a soccer, he's a soccer ambassador. Yes, yeah. basically, he's like, like George Gervin. He's like a ambassador for the Spurs. That would be a perfect role for him, especially down there. Since you know, I coach in that league down there in Mississippi, way down there in the South Side. There's really no presence of SAFC down there. A lot of the kids There's are really low, and I think this would be an opportunity, like Harry mentioned, to have those players go down there to meet those kids and inspire them to play. I'm going to piggyback on that, Rafa. Mm-hmm. I worked on the South Side for four years. Southwest Military, heart of the Southwest Military, passed hundreds of bullet billboards with Spurs stuff. Never once did I see anything for SAFC on the South Side. Not once. I will say, I think on two or three occasions, I saw a STM rep at a South Chamber meeting. But honestly, why 
support you at every chamber meeting, building up that community and building up the businesses down there. They don't there. go down there. It's like it doesn't exist. So let's move off on that because we can have a whole other pod and we got a whole <laughs> lot of people to go through. Jose. Hey, she can take over our... You guys... No, no, no. That's a damn my job. Yeah, let's go, Jose. <laughs> Um, no, to me, Rafa Castillo, he, he, like Rafa says, like our Rafa says, uh, he's an ambassador. Um, do I bring him back as a player? Probably not, man. Uh, at times he showed a little bit, uh, he wasn't that mobile as, as he was before. He was a little bit slower. He's been losing a step here and there. But what I like to see him, uh, imagine him on the bench screaming at players for making little mistakes. Uh, for example, what Gattuso, what Gattuso does in Milan, what Simeone does in Atletico Madrid, he puts that fire on the bench, man. You don't see that fire on the bench right now. What, what, what do you see? This, this, little signs. I, I want somebody to yell at the players. I want somebody to, to put fire in them. Hey, you, you missed the pass, you're gonna get yelled at and you're gonna get ridiculed in front of people. Um, yeah, I know that would make me not wanna miss a pass. Yeah, so what I bring, uh, Rafa Castillo, overall his play, a C, he, 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 he wasn't used that much, so I can't really judge him. He lost a step, whatever. It is what it is. But um, bring him back in, in the coaching staff, yes. And I'll, I'll go C+. Plus. Um, you know, his, his play was really limited. It's easy to just look back and remember the last couple months where we finally started to see him again. And, and yeah, you're right. There really isn't a full body of work to judge him on. But I was really impressed by his ability to still play. I know I think there were a lot of people that really doubted kind of seeing him back that first game when he finally came back and everything, mm -hmm. how much he really had left in the tank. And I think he showed that he can at least still go out there and compete. Now, yeah, he probably shouldn't be in your starting mm -hmm. 11 playing 70 minutes week in and week out. Uh, but I'd love to see him back with this organization mm -hmm. or, you know, whether it's with the Athenians or another organization here in San Antonio. He obviously has hopes to continue in the sport of soccer outside of uh, just a player. So the next one's Barnby. I gave him a C. Uh, came from uh, Timbers. <sighs> you know, he's AJ's favorite player. So, you know, like I said here, you know, but he had a couple of free kicks, but I don't, he just was lost. And I think that's the part of the problem that we were talking about with the midfield is it just, you know, he, it didn't do anything special, unfortunately. I think that's a fair estimate, Rafa. Um, I'd get C plus. I mean, he did some good things. I mean, he's a good driller, especially when him and him and Restrepo on the attacking side. Mm -hmm. They did some good jobs there. But uh, it, like Harry said, that he did look lost, or making that adjustment from Portland. Maybe they had a better organize as far as work ethic in Portland than here, and he's just I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he's He's going to be back next year. I, I think I would bring him back, but more as a bench player. You know, just add more depth to the team. You know, if someone goes down, you know, like I said, he's, you know, he, he can plug in some holes here and there. And I know, and also with his height, his height did help us out a bit a couple of times, especially on the corner kick. So we do need, that's what we lacked in this year. So I, I give him a C plus, but I would bring him back, but not as a starter, but as, as a role player coming off the bench. All right. And Danielle, what were your thoughts on Jack Barnby? Um, I'm going to go a different direction. Uh, I, it, it, 
That's a different direction. Like yeah, upside down is the direction like we call it. The mirror image of my letter grade, <laughs> and then it just doesn't look right. So I'm going to go with a B. I liked him. I thought he was solid. I think he's a great free kick taker. We don't mm. really have that. We need to get our our forwards, our strikers in there. I think he he was. I think for him, where we saw him being lost was like like we've talked about. It's is it him or is he putting in a, being put in a position that hey, I've been playing on the right side for five weeks. Now all of a sudden you're going to throw me over to the left or in the middle. He's been playing a couple different positions. So I don't fault the guy if it takes you some time to adjust because even moving from one side to the other, I mean, that's why we have Christian, Christian, Cristiano Ronaldo. He plays one position. That's it. He doesn't play anything else. Um so I give him a B, I, and I'd like to see. I actually like to see him back. I think he's good for us. Mm-hmm. I think he's good for the community. Um, bring him back, B. B for Barnby and uh, Jose. What about you? Bring back Jack or hit the road. Bring him back. Uh, he's a solid midfielder. Um, he has great crosses as, as a set plays. Uh, give him a B. And can I bring? Would I bring him back? Yes, definitely. And I, I think the same thing, uh, free kick-taking ability, obviously pretty good there. Um, so I'm going to go B-minus as well. Uh, but to, to your point, Harry, nothing really super, super special that we saw on display mm-hmm. uh, from in this season. Eight goals, though, so uh, did did perform there for San Antonio FC in that, that category. Uh, next is uh, Michael LaHood. Uh, I gave a C-plus. I think he played out of position most of the year uh, for him and – you know, you know, he was what the the uh, co cap or the the co captain uh, of the team, so he had leadership, and, and you know he's done an excellent job in the community. Um, I give him a C plus, and like I said here, you know, do I fault him for not being a better defender? It's hard to fault him when when that's not his natural position, and you know we've we've beat that horse uh, already dead today. But I give him a C plus. <laughs> C plus there for the hood. What about you, Rafa? Uh, I give Michael C plus too. Um, I mean, he did step up when Pekka was out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's his real natural position is that holding mid. But once Pekka came back in, you know, he was kind of lost, you know, and holding him and we we're really supposed to be playing a three back and he's getting pushed out to a, as like an outside defender. That's not what he does. You know, I like his leadership. Like I said, I like what he does. Like I said, what he does with the community and I think we do need to bring him back. Uh, I think he can help out a lot as far as, especially if Pekka happens to go down or if Pekka happens to leave, you know, you can plug him in there. You know, he's already knows, you know, working, you know, with the players and so forth. But I'd give him C plus, but I'll have him coming off the bench as a backup for Pekka. I think he needs, he needs to be a holy man. He is not uh, an outside defender. And that is fair, uh, you know. Uh, but Danielle, what about you? Your 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 thoughts on LaHood B? I give a B. He has the best SAFC Instagram. Hello, can I need someone on social media? Um, and if you've watched his social media, don't you want to go and sit and have a meal with him? Oh heck yeah, I do. Right? Yes, I want to come over. I I want to have what you're cooking, LaHood. But I agree. Can't have Hood and Lepeka. They both uh, Lahood and Pekka on the field at the same time because they play the same position, and it doesn't give us that offensive push. I love him. He's one of the few players I've actually been able to interact with 
um, in some different settings. So we need to keep them. We need some of those people who love being a part of this community, who love what we're about and who want to be with the fans. It's absolutely necessary since we've gotten rid of Cyprian, mm -hmm. uh, Cochran's gone, all, mm -hmm. all the people that we knew and we, we grew up with in this SAFC community. So uh, I want to keep LaHood. Keep LaHood from yeah. Danielle. Uh, what about you, Jose? Give him a B minus, man, uh, for his performance. I know he committed a couple of penalties there during the season that uh, mm -hmm. really cost us. Um, but uh, would I bring him back? Uh, I'm on the fence. If we do, great. If we don't, I'm okay with it. I'm on the fence with him. And I'm right there with you on that. Um, I'd say C plus uh, for his performance just because his mental mistakes, um, even playing out of position, just like you say, committing some of those stupid penalties mm -hmm. from right outside the box and some of those situations that he did. There's just no excuse for that. Um, I'm, I'm all for bringing him back if it's as more of like a depth signing, kind of like to y'all's point or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I definitely don't think he should be a regular startup in the rotation. Next up is the captain, Pekka Ayamene. I just – when he was the team was different when he was out there and when he wasn't you you, you saw the drop off so I, I gave him an a his leadership that he gave uh you know etc I, I have no issues at all with pekka at all this year all righty and rafa for pekka uh give him an a minus the reason why i give him an a minus is the cards I think, I think he he, get, he got a little too emotional a few times i know i know you're the captain of the team but so sometimes you, you you know you'll hurt your team. Like I said, had 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 we won the last game, he would have been out for the playoff game. I don't know if that's true because some well, of the card accumulations did not carry over, so he well, really? probably okay. would have still been in there uh, for that here. So I think he would have played. But there was a couple of games that he did miss because mm -hmm. of card accumulation. Cards, so cards and injury. He, yeah, and so he needs, like I said, I give. That's why I give him the A minus. But as far as leadership. Um, performance just a great player he organizes a lot like i said that that time that we were missing him you know we were hurting mm -hmm. when he came back it's like we didn't miss a beat you know he, he got everything back organized so i bring him back he's our starter he's our holy mid he's our captain he's our captain we need to definitely build around him too uh, as far as they're in the midfield capitan wellington pecco what do you think danielle hey, hey. I think he's consistent. You know what you're going to get with him on the field. I think he is that defensive holding center mid. I know his name, uh, so we need to keep him around. What's his uh, insta like, though? Tim Holtz. Uh, I know his name. Please keep him. We need we need him. We need his leadership. We need what he brings on the field. And Jose, last but definitely not least, buddy, what do you think? Uh, B plus to me. Uh, he's a captain. Uh, to me, he's a he's a he's a professional. Mm -hmm. He's a professional. He he when he has to play, he plays. When 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 he's able to play, he plays, um, and he's consistent. He he doesn't have too many of drop offs. Um, so he, it's more of a, a, a consistency. And I would definitely bring him back. Um, you know, maybe he can challenge for that uh, total number of games played for SAFC next year. But you're gonna say total number of cards, but games. Well, yeah, that's 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 yeah, a couple, that's couple records going for. It. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, 
I'm with you, man. I, I think Pekka B plus. That's really the only thing you can dock him for. Sometimes is just not being available enough for us. Um, but yeah, he had a great season and, and great consistency. You knew what you were going to mm -hmm. get from him every week that he was there. So moving right along, Harry. Who's next? Parano. I give him an A plus. Uh, oh, Christian Parano. <laughs> oh, Christian Parano. When when he's on the field. And Rafa can probably go into this a lot more in detail, but the growth from the start of the season to the growth to the end of the year, he's the one player where you could actually see that growth coming through. Um, and it's the one, he's the one player on this team due to his age and stuff where you can actually see him playing at a higher level or over in Europe next year. Um, you know, in would I want him back? Hell yeah. But uh, a plus for me. Rafa, what do you think, Pirano, buddy? To uh, Harry mentioned, he he was the brightest star of this season. And excuse my language, he played with the biggest balls on the field. And if you saw him getting knocked down, he'd get right back up. He did not complain about getting hurt. He played hurt. He he was there on a mission. To, it was pretty. It was pretty much seek and destroy. Mm -hmm. And he. You know, like I said, if he's my MVP of the team mm -hmm. this season, uh, he's an A plus, A double plus, because that's how good he was this season. And you know, the sky's the limit with this kid, and I can literally see him playing Europe. You know, do I want, want him to stick around? Yeah, I do want to keep him around and build around him too as well. You know, it's just uh, that fire he had inside. And he just, he just, when that whistle blew, it was, it was just go, uh -huh. you know, you literally had to kill him just to get him off the field because, or really hurt him, you know, to get him off. And that's what happened, I guess, right before the last game. That's what hurt us. I think we get, we have him on the field in the last game. We win that game, especially with that team, uh, the other team being a man down. That that guy's just, just a workhorse. Slicing him up. And it just, just he just presses, presses, presses. You know, he is just on attack mode. And I wish we had more players like him to play with more balls. Mm -hmm. and, and so, like I said, I give him a, a, a double plus. He's my, he's my first team USL player. Player. He's my he's my he's my USL rookie of the year. If there's a rookie here. He's he is the rookie of the year. And hopefully, like I said, we can bring him back and build around him. High praise from Rafa there for Christian Pirano. No arguments, though, to be found. Danielle, what about your uh, thoughts? I have an A for him, which is no surprise. He was, what, the the top 20 under 20, number three. And I think if Phoenix doesn't have Asante, um, Christian is number one and setting all sorts of he's, – he's a highlight. But here's where I'm going to differ with the rest of the crew and with you, Harry, is you say you saw the growth in Christian Pirano. I completely disagree. I think Christian Pirano started up here, and from game one, I was like, this kid is a star. He's putting balls where players need to be. Mm -hmm. People were slacking. They were a step down. I actually think Christian played up here. The rest of the team said, oh, shit. And mm -hmm. beat me out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. Uh, you're fine. Swear. The, rest the rest of the team. She said, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll, I'll bleep that out. <laughs> So I think the rest of the team actually grew around him and the rest of the team. You actually saw when the rest of the team started to come up because um, Christian played on the ground. 
Forbes just wanted to cross it in, cross it in, cross it in. We didn't care who was in the middle. Piranha wanted to play on the ground. He wanted to move the ball around. Once we started getting people in position that are going to play off the ball, that will, number one, give up the ball to Piranha, but he will give it back, which we have some players on the team who didn't, that are no longer you know, starting and they're no longer with us. But I think once we figured that out, but Christian, from day one, I was like, this kid is on fire. This is awesome. People are like, Christian Pratt, people talking trash on social media. And I'm like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. And you're not true soccer fans. You're posers because you know soccer. He's doing things, beating players, and he's got hustle and heart. I'd rather have a ton of players with hustle and heart mm-hmm. who are going to play until that very last minute in the Colorado game because they know what's on the line. Instead of we had some players who asked four years who they're not going to hustle. Sorry, Billy Forbes doesn't play defense, comes in as a sub for 15 minutes and last five minutes doesn't play defense. And we're we're only a goal difference either way. Didn't play. I want Christian. I want him back, but I would actually rather have him go play next level soccer. He deserved it. He's earned it. But I have to disagree as far as, I think he did raise as a player, as a player. The reason why, and I think Harry can watch on this. When we saw him in the early season, he was losing a lot of balls. He was trying to dribble through five guys. I think once he realized that he couldn't do everything in himself, that's when he really got everyone else involved, and that's why he made. And that's when he made everyone a lot better on. Yeah, no making a run. No one made a run. But Billy that's, Ford yeah, but that's, didn't make a run, and they would play on the same side. I wouldn't give him the ball. I yeah. would pull through too. If no, that, no one made a run to him, and everyone, we'd have three people running into the middle of the field to get across, and it's like, I would rather have a ball at my feet than win a 50-50 ball in the air that we never won and that people weren't putting on target in the midfield. Christian made everyone, I'm going to pass you the ball, and if, if you want it, then you need to make a run to me. You need yeah. to move. Rafa, you know that as 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 a coach, I don't want my players standing around. You get in that open window. We didn't have players doing that. And seeing that and that, that changed when 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 Restrepo came in because Restrepo fed off of that. And Gomez. Yeah, and Gomez. And, that, and that's why I think he, he it took him a while to realize that. And but also that goes back to the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a lazy ass player out there, if I'm coach, I'm I'm taking your ass out off the field. I'm gonna get the guys that are gonna hustle, go back and forth. Yeah, that's that's like I said. I, I that's why I, that's the growth that I saw is that he got he made players a lot better towards the end end of the season, like especially Gomez and and uh, Restrepo. Jose, what about you? Any comments on Piranha's balls? Um, they're shiny. <laughs> they were nice. The uh, ones that he played in, right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. They were, sometimes they were too long. Uh, but no, overall, you know what I saw from this kid, and you can tell. You can just tell off of the first game, like I Daniel. Lost Daniel. Like like Daniel said, the one thing I saw from him, man, th- this kid is hungry, man. Mm. This kid is hungry. Yeah. L- looking at his story, he's hungry. He wants to. He comes from from a from a a, a, a tough situation in Argentina, so uh, from a tough region, from a, from a, a tough place, and 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 you can tell that he wants to succeed. And um, yeah, and no, th- that's I'll, why you saw him hustle. Yeah. You saw him hustle. Yes, he lost, like Rafa said, he lost a lot of balls uh, during the uh, – but how many times did you see him track back, back and and, and, yeah. and get them, either recuperate them or stop the other team's attack? Right, from one end all the way him. to the other. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he never tired. 
Um, so what I see from him is heart. Um, he's on the smaller side. So, uh, but I mean, tell that to Messi. Uh, yeah. Would I like him back? Of course I'd like him back. Will we have him back? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have found out about him now. Uh, we might lose him to uh, a bigger team, uh, uh, more money. Um, but um, I give him an A+. Plus. He's our star of the season. He's our MVP of the season, man. And he's a hungry kid. And I hope, I hope to God he never loses that hunger. Because mm-hmm. that's what makes him, man. That's what makes this kid. Jose, you think he could play in Mexico? And, and you know, you know, I, I know Rafa and I have talked about Europe, but what about Mexico as an option? First, uh, right off the bat, no. But maybe if he if, if he joins a team that can put give him a couple of minutes here and there, it'd probably have to be a smaller team, to be honest. Uh, but also, Mexico's kind of dirty with with, with uh, promoters and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, but but I could see him in an MLS team, maybe signing for an MLS team as kind of like a uh, like Sabadin. Uh, yeah, kind of, and then and then give him a minutes here and there. Cause he's still young. He's what twenty? Yeah. Just turned twenty. He just turned twenty. I can see him playing with Cardiff City. I'm, I'm sure Cardiff City took note of him and say, hey, you know, you want to try to steal this kid over taking all over there to Europe, playing the second division, try to get us back up in the first division. Yeah. But I can also see him playing in the Argentine first division too. No, not with Boca Juniors or or, 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 or or River Plate, but maybe one of the mid tier teams. I think he can play in, the, in that first division. But he's he's just gonna get better. So my quick my question is, what scout saw him that brought him to San Antonio? Who saw him that brought him to San Antonio? Because whoever did that, we, we we gotta give pay that guy more money and <laughs> bring more Find players more like that. Players like that. I've heard it was because he, he only had one professional game under his belt. One, the rest of the stuff was in academy teams. So, and somebody to go out there or somebody to give a car to San Antonio. Somebody's out there that's watching these kids. So we need more kids like that. Bring them on. What's your grade, Jose? Uh, a plus MVP. A plus. And you, Scott? I, I got nothing left to say, man. I think you guys nailed it. Uh, I got to go A+. plus. Like I said, I don't think anybody – I mean, my my only dog on him was just some of the balls, and, and that's where, you know, like I said, I think we've all seen him get better. Jose Gallegos. Yeah. I, I give him a B plus uh, as a young – as a first-year first, first year player. I thought he was this year's Ethan Bryant where he came in. He did, you know, some quality shifts um, on there, you know, you know, especially for his age. So – I give him a B plus, uh, you know, on there, uh, you know, just, you know, cause he did step up and, and you could see at least this, you know, the physical aspect didn't, didn't impact where Bryant maybe was a little bit more on the thin side. Um, the physicality did not impact uh, Gallegos as much. Alrighty. Rafa, what do you think about uh, Jose Gallegos? Uh, he, uh, he's almost just a little step below Christian. He's got that. You can tell he's got that hunger too. Mm-hmm. Being an amateur player, mm-hmm. I, I give him a, a B, but he's he's going to be a stud. Where, where, whichever college or pro, pro team ends up getting him, he's going to be a stud, and and hopefully he does. He I think he realizes as long as he plays, you know, with that hunger. And I mean, he really would not stop. He would fight for balls. He would go back for balls. I think the only thing he needs to improve is maybe his, his defending a bit, but. But in time, as far as getting more experience, you know, you're only 16, 17, you know, you're, you're just going to get better. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see him, hopefully maybe where he ends up in college or maybe he ends up signing a pro contract with SAFC, he develops and keeps that hunger. 
I mean, I can imagine, I can see him and Toronto. You know, I think when they were both around the field, they're very yeah, different. Good, yeah, yeah. You know, that was a good one-two punch. I think they may be kicking maybe his height, but you know, like I said, like Jose mentioned, look at Messi. You know, have a little two little Messies out there. I'll take that out there. You know, get, get him a bunch of goals and get some wins. So I'll give it, I'll give him a B. If he comes, like I guess I don't know what the scenario is as far as him come back, but if he can come back, I'll bring him back. Gotcha. Jose, what about mm-hmm. you, man? We kind of got to flip up the order now because Danielle left us. Yeah. So now you're at the back of the the line. That's how, that's what uh, happens. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't think get, I'm ever at the back of any Get line. better internet. <laughs> uh, get better internet. Go, Danielle. Go, Danielle. Go, go, go. No, no. You can go, Jose. It's okay. Scott <laughs> wants you to go next. Oh. <laughs> uh, Scott's in I, couch. I give I give the guy a a B a B minus B minus. Um, hopefully he comes back next year and he shows and he improves on on what he showed. Uh, he does show a huge potential for being. How old is he right now? 16, 17. Six, 16, 16? Because he started off as fifteen, I think. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's, a he's probably 15, 16. So if uh, he comes back and he shows, uh, if he if keeps growing, that that's a thing, man. A lot of these players debut and they stay stuck and uh, they stay stuck there. Jose is actually eighteen. Yeah. In it in 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 each arm. Um, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Gallos can improve and he can become a solid uh, first division player, not only for SCFC, but for MLS, maybe for a bigger team. So I give him a, a, a B. B for Jose and Danielle, your turn now. B as well. B as well. Um, I liked his hustle on the field. That's what it's all about. You got to come back and get balls. You got to kick some balls. I just want some balls a couple more times because we got a theme going on. I like it better when you say it though, Scott. But I like his hustle. I gave him a B just because mostly he's still a little young. There's definitely some um, room for improvement, room to grow, but I really like him and I hope we can, we can get him back next season. I think he's a great example of um, a great bench player that we can bring on. And I actually would have liked to have seen maybe him instead of Rushandel come on because well, Ryan doesn't really run and Jose's going to run and defend and cover everything. So. Yeah, and he, and he missed some time this year because of uh, a minor injury and stuff like that, mm-hmm. too. So I, I know the plan is to try yeah. and bring him back again uh, next up. season and everything. Him and Leo Torres both who uh, also, you know, missed some time this year due to injury. So uh, I'd, I'll give him a B as well. Uh, one thing I guess I would mention, too, his shot-taking ability. He's got a great foot for taking shots mm-hmm. outside the box uh, and pulling the trigger. So uh, but definitely uh, we're going to be excited to see him next season. And what was your grade, Scott? B. I'll go B also. So Gomez, uh, I give him a C plus. Uh, I thought he did did well. Um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit better finishing, a little bit. And, and I know if you look at his goals, he had some uh, some there, but it just to me, it just seemed like he was he was off, especially compared to Gallegos and Pirano. So I gave him a C plus uh, for that. Gotcha. Rafa, what about Gomez, man? What were your thoughts uh, on him? Gomez, um, I give him I'm gonna give him a B. Um or B B minus. I think he's got a lot of room for improvement. I mean he, he had his flashes, he had his moments. I mean he's a great dribbler, he's got the speed, he hustles, 
You know, he's, there's just some things he need does need to fix. But since he's also young too as well, you know, he's just going to get better. And maybe with a better staff, maybe they can teach him as far as better control with the ball. Um, you know, so the sky's the limit with him. Like I said, he's, he and Pirano are kind of like also, they also feed off each other too. So the, those are, I guess, they're, hopefully if we do bring Gallegos back, you know, you know, with Pekka there, I mean, that could be our midfield, starting midfield there or our future midfield. So we're going to be deep there. I think that's the one area we are. We were deep in the midfield area and all the other places where we weren't. So, but he, like I said, I have nothing bad to say anything as far as, you know, he, like I said, as far as any mistakes. Or something, I know he made a couple of them on the fouls outside the box to get, that's but that's out of experience. He, he'll grow out of. So I'll give him a B, and I would bring him back. But I start him. I, I think maybe bring in a little a veteran to learn, kind of get under and learn from him, and then eventually take over. Gotcha, Jose. What about Gomez, man? What were your thoughts on Gomez? I give Gomez a B minus. Um, he kind of, he kind of, uh, he was up and down during the season, man. He wasn't consistent. Um, if he was consistent, he'd probably be up there with Parano mm-hmm. as far as the the the, the transfer for uh, of the season for us. He 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 um he does have that touch. You can see he has that touch, but uh, he's missing something. I'm not sure what it is. I can't. I, I don't know what it is, but That's he's it. missing something. He's missing something that 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 that'll take him over the hump. So um, if you can find that, it, uh, will I bring him back? Yes, he's a great substitution to to change it up if we need to. Um, but yeah, a B minus for me. Gotcha, Danielle. What about you? What did you think of Gomez's play? Look at a B plus in there. Okay, I I like him. He hustles. He's mm-hmm. gonna work for you when you put him on the field. I liked him once we figured out. Oh, let's put him to play with Pirano because they both come from the same region, same style of play. Oh, <laughs> um, and I think that's when we saw some real magic happen. I like him. He runs. He runs. He hustles. Keep him in for me. Keep him as a starter. Uh, take that. Yeah, I like Gomez too. I I, I think I got to go uh, B minus or A B, but it's because you don't know which one you're going to get. I think the one thing that he was missing this year was that consistency, um, because when he was playing well, he was playing really well. So uh, I'd like mm-hmm. to see that more from him. I'm all cool with bringing him back. Going to give him a B. I just want to see more consistency out of him. And I agree with you, Jose. I think it'd be in that same category as Pirano if he could just play to the best of his ability week in and week out. Up next, uh, Jameson on loan from uh, uh, LA Galaxy, who uh, are down one note at this point here. I gave him a C plus. I, I, I thought he did well, but I don't think, you know, being an MLS talent forward I don't know if I saw it and I think that's the reason why he's down here not on the first team mm-hmm. uh for it here but I gave him a C plus and it, it seemed like whenever and this is the story of Jamison's career whenever he starts to put stuff together an injury comes up and and you know you know, hope he has you know heals you know heals with the, the knee injury and uh or lower body injury I'm assuming it's the knee based on you know how he was carried off uh, for that here, but I give him a C plus. Uh, you know, like I said here, um, he's another one that I think will be aged out from, um, you know, from you know from uh, LA Galaxy. So, you know, I go either way on having him back as far as for a forward. 
All right. Rafa, what'd you think of Jameson? Um lot a lot of inconsistency and he had his flashes. I mean I, I, you know, like being an MLS player, I would think you'd pretty much dominate <laughs> in the USL, like uh, you know, really kinda kinda shine a little bit, but he wasn't that really that type of player. Maybe that's the reason why Galaxy loaned him out to especially to us. You know, but he did have his moment, so I'm gonna give him a C. No, he. I think that injury kind of maybe, like I said, like you know that he was actually playing well before that injury, and that pretty much derailed him. As far as bringing him back, uh, I'd get, I'd bring, I'd, bring, I'd probably let him go, bring someone, someone maybe younger or a little more established, more consistent player. Consistency. All right, Jose, what'd you think? Uh, C minus, man. Uh, he just didn't convince me at all. Um. That's all I got. Gotcha. Danielle, anything on Jameson that you'd like to add? Who? I don't remember him. April was so long ago. <laughs> like, seriously? It was. Uh, and want to make the season longer? Hell no. We, I, I already don't remember what happened in April. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I, we bring in these people who are supposed to be superstars. They have, like, a shining four games, and then we start to see some mediocrity out of them. So, eh, pass. He wasn't terrible, but nothing would pass. Yeah, I know I was uh, bigger on Jamison earlier in the season. Obviously, yeah. his injury kind of limited um, his ability to see what was going to kind of be his story that he wrote while he was here in San Antonio. Um, I think Zlatan probably has a little bit to do with why he wasn't getting minutes there in LA Galaxy as oh, well. Man. I don't think it's all on uh, Jamison here why he wasn't playing there for Galaxy. Um, but I would like to see him back next year just because I'd like to see a larger sample size. Um, I know when Lopez came and he was kind of that signing that everybody hoped Jamison would be. And uh, like you say, April was a long time ago, so mm-hmm. it's tough to really give him any credit. But I'll go see plus and I want to bring him back just because I want to see a larger sample size next season. Next is Ever Guzman. I give him a B. Uh, when he was on the field. He seemed like he produced. Now he's different than Lopez as far as through there. Um, but for whatever reason, he just disappeared mid-season when they brought Taylor in. I don't understand why. Um, I thought he was the, the better option between the two. Who's Taylor? Uh, he was a guy that came exactly. in for three, four exactly. games. Okay. And yeah. then got hurt. He's not on the list, so you don't have to worry about it. Thank you. 158 <laughs> minutes total. Yeah, 158 minutes. But but ever didn't play during those 158 minutes. Right. That's the point. You brought in a 30-year-old forward, and you had Ever Guzman set on the bench, you know, that, that didn't get action. So, But I gave him a B. I, I thought when he was on there, you know, I, I, just, I just don't. Oh, quiet down. Rafa, what about you, man, for uh, Chino Ever Guzman? I uh, give him – I guess the – I think the one game that really kind of changed his – I guess his destiny was that New Mexico game over there in New Mexico. And that's when they brought in Lopez. And once Lopez shined in that El Paso game, was, and I, th- I remember telling Harry, it's like, yeah, Chen- Chino's done. You know, he's done because Lopez is not going to let go of that starting job. 
Now, I would have liked to have seen them play together, and I maybe that would have been something nice to see, those two up front, because who knows to say, you know, those two could probably feed off each other. I think he's lost, like I said, Cheno's lost a step. He doesn't have the speed as, Lo- as Lopez. Mm-hmm. And if he did, maybe he'd still be starting. You know, I know he got that hat trick, you know, the, right before the the games, the last game here, and he, he, you know, he did his job. He came in when both forwards are out. He took care of business, but I can tell he's kind of lost a step as far as speed. Um, and I guess, you know, like I said, they may, I can see them going a different direction. Well, we know you. Well, keep... yeah. Now, 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 now that we know, because I'm from the Instagram. Um, I give him a B minus. You know, I think he could have done a lot better. Maybe, like I said, pairing him up with with Lopez. That that was kind of like the, I wanted to see a lot more. But That's what everybody wanted to see. Do I bring him back? Um, I know, like I said, he's already said his goodbyes to so forth. I mean, as a maybe as a bench player, you know, I don't think there's a reason to bring Taylor in. I mean, why bring Taylor in if you were to yeah. have needed a yeah. defender? We need, we need yeah. a bird in the center. Who they should have signed time. I can say, whoever made that decision, it was, it was one of the, it was a bonehead move. I mean, you're, you have a good backup forward. Put him in there. You know, why bring another person in? Unless you know that guy's going to be a scoring machine, which I don't think we're going to see much of Taylor for that. So I give him a B minus, and, and maybe, hopefully maybe he'll reconsider, you know, come on, you know, just have him as a bench player. All right, and Jose, what about you? I give him a B plus just because he's an all-time leading scorer. Uh, in reality, he played like a B. Um, he's lost a step. He's more he's more of the striker that needs to be fed the ball instead of making it. He won't make his own chances. Mm-hmm. He needs to have the ball either at his head or at his feet yep. at the right time. So uh, he's a poacher. So I give him a B plus because he's a leading scorer, B for his play. Do we bring him back? Obviously, he's not coming back. Thank you, Channel. Gracias, Channel. And that's all she wrote. Hey, nothing wrong with poachers. I played with a lot of poachers in my day. <laughs> Danielle, what about you? Uh, any, any? Uh, what's your grade for Chino? I'm giving him an A, and what went from a B to an A is, have you looked into his eyes? Ooh. Oh, my Yes. Goodness. <laughs> that that set him over the edge from a B to an A. The second margarita's oh, kicking in. All day. It is, it is. And we're well past my bedtime. So what's going to come out? But let's let's that, go ahead and uh, grade Lopez. Wisely. What was your grade, Scott? I'll go ahead and give Chino a B as well <laughs> um, for what was already previously kind of stated. I gave Lopez a B. Uh, he's on loan from uh, LA Galaxy. Um, I don't think he's going back to LA Galaxy. I also don't – would I want him back? Yes. Uh, but I think he's going to end up in Miami, is, you know, his hometown. So, I, you know, I don't think he's coming back. So, But I give him a B. Um, unfortunately, you know, the how he left the field uh, in um, – uh, what was it? Uh, Timber? No. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. You're a professional. You, you, you know, he's lucky he only got the one game for the, you know, for the red card because he could have got more, you know, for, in my opinion, for uh, having the lead. But, uh, you know, et cetera. I love his passion. I love his hustle. I love his speed. 
Um, if we had had him for the full season, it would have been very interesting to see how we would have how we would have done. I think we'd still be playing, but we didn't have him, and so that's it. All she wrote, Rafa. What do you think, man, about Lopez? Well, I know we graded him on last time. I think we gave him like an A plus, and so this time I'm going to give him an A minus. Um, just the antics. You know, you got to be a professional on the field. You know, it can be – I know some of the other teams are kind of – the fans get on you, but just, just can't be flipping the bird. You know, you're not Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know. So. <laughs> Double bird. Double bird. <laughs> but, I mean, the thing is, he created chances, and he put ball in the, the goals in the net, especially like that first game against El Paso. You know, we didn't know where we were really getting with him, man. He, he he could dominate games and so forth, but it just towards the end, he, he I, I think there was a big rift between him and Powell. I think because of the, uh, especially when he got subbed out, he did not take kindly to it. Yeah. Especially if there was one game, I think they should have never taken him out. I think he was still doing well, but do I bring him back? Yes, I would bring him back. I think he he's a good player. He just needs to kind of change the attitude a little bit, but uh, do I see him come back? Maybe not, but I, I would, I would definitely bring him back kind of, cause he also fed off with Toronto too. I think those mm-hmm. two play together as well. So I'll give him an A minus and I would, I would definitely bring him back. What about you, Jose? One last grade for our, our forward, Frank Lopez. What do you think? A minus. Uh, he's a great player. He's a, uh, he's like a little bull, man. He's a, He's little Frank the Tank. He's a little Frank Lopez. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, A minus. Would it bring him back? Definitely bring him back. Uh, build off him. He's uh, way younger than Guzman was when he came. So uh, hopefully we can bring him back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Will he? I don't know. But yeah, A minus. Gotcha. And for you, Danielle, Frank Lopez, what do you think? I can be overall good, but officially. Harry and I talked about this um, offline or maybe on Twitter. I don't know. He officially got sent off for headbutting another player. Come on. You're old enough and you're playing professionally. Everyone knows there's plenty of ways to punk another player and not headbutt him. Sin it So, like, we've all grown up with that. So, we all know it. So, there, to me, we some of the fouls we had and some of the stuff we did, I'm like, well, it's stupid. That's you're hurting the team. Now you're getting a red card. That's where I think some of the maturity and would come into play. Don't headbutt another player. Don't be stupid. You need those brain cells. Final grade minus the headbutt. I think I gave him a B. B. Yeah, I gave him a B. Okay. Here's the one. Okay. So I guess I would have to go A minus as well. Um, you know, minus the antics on the field. I thought his performance was great for San Antonio FC. Love to have him back next year. Don't know if we're going to get him because of his talent, obviously. So, so there's two more. Um, do we want to do Coach Powell first or Tim Holt first? Which which is your uh, cup of tea? I think Coach Powell will be a longer discussion. I think I, Tim Holtz. I think oh, both of those are going to be. You want to start with Holtz? Is that what you said, Jose? Yeah, let's do Holt. I gave Holt an F. Uh, and in this. I just if he's the one bringing in the players, and and that's what I'm I'm basing it on is him bring bringing the one uh, bringing in the players. The off season laying, 
you know, at the time seemed like a great thing, but then you brought Billy back, which it, it killed Lang. It just, you know, it, it put him in a position where he didn't have a spot to play and, you know, he got his injury and, and, you know, you know, came back for one game and then was gone again. Uh, to me, the reason why I, 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 I knock him down is Didich. I, I just don't understand why you bring in a player of that caliber and then not 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 understand what you know if, you know three games in lose lose out on him so um yeah i just you know you know and at the at the and the other reason is at the tailgate or at the crocketeers annual meeting he said last year was unacceptable uh, from the start and yet we finished the year technically worse than we did the year before you brought in new players. You thought you changed the environment. You thought you changed the locker room because last year the locker room was the issue. Well, there's one person in charge, and we'll get to him second. He stayed the full year. You had you had a, a coach on the bench that could have stepped in. Uh, so you know, to me, I gave him an F. You know, and like I said, you know, just you know, I, I love Tim Holt, and, and I think he's done a lot of great things. But as far as for off-season moves and stuff for this year, it just it did not work out. Gotcha. Rafa, what did you think of uh, FO, Tim Holt? Um, I give him a, a D minus. The only bright spot is bringing in Pirano, Nick Gomez, um, and then that late-season trade for, for Lopez. But you did say at one of the STM meet, um, events – that we built, we're building a team to win, and that that's what brought down the grade a lot, and that promise was not kept. What well, hasn't been so far? What about? Uh, did you have more? I'm sorry, yeah. Rafa. Yeah, and, and if you're gonna if you're gonna talk to talk, you better walk the walk. That's the issue and, right there, and that's the issue right there. And I don't know. A lot of fans are very pissed off about it, and and maybe it is time for a change for a GM. We maybe we need to get a, a more aggressive GM that. It's going to bring in players that if you're going to talk to talk, they're going to do it on the field and put the, you know, get the results that we need. But I think this experiment is over. You know, yes, he's brought in some couple of good players, but I, it's time for a change. So I'm going to give him a D minus and I, I'd, I'd get a new GM. Gotcha. Jose, what about you, man? I'm going to give him a D. Um, not only is with the players, but also with, with the front office, man, the whole relationship there, the whole vibe there, the whole everything is is off. It's fallen weight. It's fallen so much from that year one, year two. It's uh, no interaction with the fan, uh, less interaction with the fans. Um, I know, and everybody's seen it. A lot of season ticket holders are not renewing. They rather just. Um, by as they go to games, you know. Um, so it has to do, yes, with the field, but also off the field. So I give him a D. Mm-hmm. Um, is next year the last year? I don't know, man. I hope not, but all signs point to that. Danielle, what about you? So here's why. What? It's so number one. Tim Holt reads all my DMs that I send him because I will DM <laughs> him an idea 
And he always responds. It may be like, thank you, I passed it on. But you know what? That's all you need. And I'm happy. Just acknowledge that you got it. And for a, a GM of a professional sports organization to read the DM that you send to them, to me, that's significant. Because mm-hmm. um, most don't have to and most don't even need to respond to Twitter. I will also say Tim was the first front office to embrace Copa Tejas. So Tim will always have a special place in my heart. Um, because when we came to him with this, Hey, here's a crazy idea that we want to do. He's like, yes, you tell us what you need. We're behind you. We support it. We want it. So I think without that, knowing that the front offices were on board and Tim's like, I'll get you numbers of front offices. You tell me what other Copa teams you need. I'll get it for you. I'll connect you with whoever you need at that team. And so Tim made some of those connections. And so he made Copa Tejas happen Um, and and it's been such a good thing for texas usl mm -hmm. now i'm going to blame field things on powell so i'm going to keep i'm going to draw a line he coach tells you here's what i want and here's the players i want great here here you go if you can't get it together then that's on you but i do think that there's definitely a disconnect um and i I would like him if he stays on board to maybe do some things differently. Um, I think there needs to be an, a round table because we've all, we've all mentioned this on the pod at different times that there's a disconnect. Fans aren't happy. Um, I feel like when I post stuff on Twitter that the SAFC account sends sarcastic, not in touch with reality comments. It's like, you don't know your fan. And like the thank you fans immediately after the game? Uh, there was something. Oh, wait, can I? I will say, how about the fact that the SAFC official account is the only one that is embracing a um, South Texas Derby or an I-35 Derby. Every other team has been retweeting Copa Tejas, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like, why are you trying to start your own thing? Why don't you get on board? There's hundreds of people who are embracing this, including news medias. But you want to do your own thing. Okay, do your own thing. You're disconnected. You don't know what your fans are doing, and your fans are embracing this. So to me, and then there were some sarcastic comments about, there's room for both Darbies. And I'm like, no, one ring to rule them all. One ring to bind them in the darkness. <laughs> but could so, that also be with the, maybe beyond his thing, maybe above yes. him? I, oh, I, no. I think That's- it's. I think it's more above him, but as a GM, that's Preston, that's Preston and Preston yeah. and Luis run the run social media, um, and we've as as Copa Tass, we've mm. reached out and they don't respond and don't care. So oh, wow. do what you want, Preston and Luis. Congratulations, you have seventeen thousand people following you and three people respond. Well done. But on the flip side. It should be involved in, in monitoring that, and it should be a mandate of you're using this, and I don't care that we're we're embracing this as Texas. So that that's that's where it drops for me. So, so manager for for Holt, just uh, I, I'm kind of undecided uh, as far as the season goes. I mean, you can't call really hardly anything about the season other than maybe the Copa Tejas creation a success. So, in my opinion, it's a failure. 
uh, the commitments that you made to your fans, the commitments that you made to everybody before the season started. If you look at those commitments and where you wound up, you failed. So, I mean, you didn't surpass your expectations. You failed. So that's an F in my book. Now, what Tim Holt does to do decide to do about it, to your point, he gave Darren Powell all the pieces that he said he wanted, all the different tools that he said he wanted. They still weren't successful, so I'll give him an undecided for now because what he does in this offseason will then fall back on him and his grade. If Tim Holt doesn't do anything about Darren Powell not being successful, then that to me goes back on Tim Holt as well. I'm not just going to hold Darren Powell accountable for that. I'm going to hold Tim Holt accountable for that as well. So for right now, I'll say uh, undecided. But, I mean, if, if things end the, the way that the season ended, then and we come back next year, it's a failure of a season. So i got to give him an F for the year. So then the last one's Coach Powell. I'm pretty sure this will be probably straight across the board. I gave him an F. And, and, and you have to separate it two ways. And, and, and I know Daniel has this with, with Tim, and I've interacted with Tim, and he's a great guy. Um, I love him on personally, and I love – coach Powell on a personal level so this you know there's not a better guy out there and if he could stay with the with the franchise or you know step into the lead on the academy or you know fill the role of the GM you know you know to kind of work on that I'm all for that but on the field the results the team needs a change um it just you know it it, it just it didn't work and this this is how it didn't work when SAFC played the playoff teams, they averaged 2.1 points per home game and, you know, on the road, 0.8. So almost a, a point on the road, and they were crap on the road. Against the teams that they did not make the playoffs with. At home, they averaged 1.7 points and on the road, 0.57. That's why we're not making the playoffs is we could not beat the teams at the bottom of the table, we could not get points on there. And to me, that's coaching. It, it's plain and simple coaching on that. And because you know, the talent's there, it shows that against the, the playoff teams. We, we held our own against the playoff teams. If we would have held the same stats on the, and not saying to do better, but just hold that same points, we're playing. We're probably playing tomorrow um, or Saturday, pardon me. But to me, that's what it is. It's, it's plain and simple as, as far as like a human being and an and individual. Great guy would love you to stick around, you know, the community and stuff, because I do think you do think he does bring some value to, to the organization. But as, as far as on, on the pitch and in, in, in between the lines, it's time for a change. Time for a change. Rafa, what do you say? What say you? I give him like a Harry an F too. Uh, when you make, like I said, like the second year, when you make it to the semifinals, you, you you make that next step. You take that next step to get to the conference championship and hopefully to the USL final. That hasn't happened the last couple years, and we've just regressed. And and they just also going back also to the GM and said you need that that should have been the eye opener right there, you know how 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 is New Mexico, uh, Austin and El Paso in the playoffs first year team, teams <laughs> and their first year GMs and we have a GM and a coach to get that's been together for a long how do we not make the playoffs? 
And there's two, two two MLS two teams in there: Real Monarchs and LA. On top of that, yeah, Red Bulls too were in it. Well, I'm talking about the West. The Western yeah. Conference. My bad, Harry. My bad. What side? <laughs> what about you? Da- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rafa. This this should be no excuse that those those, those are the teams that should have been on the cellar, and we should have been in the top in the top four. But as far as going back to like I said, going back to Coach Powell, we have not progressed at all. We've just regressed. We he just he's just plugging in people here and there, just basically like a band aid. Uh, he's burning bridges with the players. Um, it, it it's it's time. It's time for a change. It's time to clean house. We need a fresh start. We need a new vision. We need somebody that. It's going to build a team. Its its main purpose is to go out there and win, and also to the interaction with the fans. Not, I think Jose can mention this. You know, the players not coming out, meeting the like I said, well, you know, the fans and the supporter groups. You know, Powell really really ever did that. You know, we need someone that you know. We don't notice that the other teams in the other leagues that they are doing, and the other teams for the league are doing that. The coaches, there's not there's like a disconnect. With the fans and the coaches of that, you know, and I think that's why everything's kind of gone south, and the fans have turned on him. So it's it's time for a change, because if there is not change, I guarantee you, you're going to see less people next year. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that, and you're already seeing the numbers as far as those ticket sales, the STM ticket sales are going down. So it's time for a change to get somebody else, and there are some guys available that we can probably bring in that can turn, make a big turnaround. I'm not saying necessarily we're going to win the championship next year, but at least get us at least into the playoffs and then build upon that and keep on going up. We should, like I said, no reason to regress. Danielle, your final grade here for uh, Coach Powell. Isn't Jose Mourinho available? <laughs> he plays the same style, park the bus. I hope the defense wins it. Um I didn't even make a fail because I'm just too nice that I rarely fail people. But, um, and again, I think he's a great person. Love his family. I love everything they've contributed to this community. Naomi's been wonderful for the Blossoms. But tactically, you've gotten it wrong two years in a row that you can't even manage four points. We would be four points in, in the playoffs from the RGV game and the Colorado game. Like, um, I also notice regularly because where I choose to sit, I'll be like, great. First half was awesome. And it's at the other end. But then when we get down to this end, nothing happens. We end up playing defensively. So there's something that goes on in the locker room at halftime or something that doesn't. So we're not getting our tactics right going into the second half, um, and making those adjustments. Mm -hmm. And, um, just some personal reasons, one of my biggest frustrations is as a season ticket holder for my fourth year, and I'm going to get them again because I get some free shirts. So it actually, you know, it's cheaper for me just to get two season tickets to get my free shirt and stuff. But um, I want to watch a preseason match. I want to watch one of those college matches. And as a season ticket holder, I should be have an exclusive invitation because honestly, as a season ticket holder, my my perks aren't any better than anyone else's. I want to go to that season t- that early match. I don't care if we have who we have, but this way I can start to get to know names because 
It's been a whole year and I still don't know our whole team's name. So let me see. Let me get excited. Let me tweet and share and be excited and start building that for you. Let let us do that. I also think um, one of the reasons I think he needs to go is um, the only reason I can see why the players don't communicate after the game is because someone wants to talk to them in the locker room. And the way it's basically said is it's got to be a coach Powell decision because the players want to talk and they want to engage. You're not allowing them. If they're getting in trouble, if they're getting reprimanded, like, why are you late? If people security them to escort them back, that's a Powell decision. I don't see any other team in the league doing that. All the NWSL, they specifically go out after the game. We're talking about world cup winning champions go out, sign autographs with the, the family. There's no reason that a player should ever be herded away from a three-year-old girl mm-hmm. and told we got to go. No, those players stay after they all cheer. And you tell them as the coach, you should be telling them you're going to go over to that section. You're going to cheer to that side. You're going to cheer to the other. They don't even do that. So to me, that's a direct um, reflection reflection of the coach and mm-hmm. what he wants. So if you're if you're not going to let the players engage with the community, then unfortunately, I'm sorry. It's time for you to leave this community. That that's if you don't if you don't want to have any interaction. If you're gonna if Rafa's Rafa's gonna get reprimanded for being at a tailgate, sorry. If, if you don't want your players to interact with the community, and I don't know about you, but since day one over the past four years, I've seen a lot less player. And go to go to the tailgate. Mm-hmm. We have way way few players. And as as a coach, hey, you guys are here early. There's a handful of supporters go out there. They're taking pictures. They're promoting it. They're excited. They're building a relationship with the players and the team. Then maybe there isn't this animosity and an us, us them feeling. But yeah, if you're not going to engage with your community, if you're not going to make your players go, and if you're not going to tell them you you go out there and you support those players, you're going to go out and you're going to sign those autographs then it's time for you to go. If you don't, if you're not actively a part of the community, then let's get someone else. I want a big name too. I want like an Eric Winalda type name. Who's available Rafa with that sort of. Uh, actually, I have one in mind. Star power. Actually, cause I know him. Uh, I know. And uh, my little video would be a good fit. Bring and him. I, and I personally, like I said, I know him. I, th- I think he and I remember when I, we worked with him when I was with Club America and they were doing like a setup for his academy. You know, he's very passionate when it comes to soccer. He has experience. He's he's been on a World Cup staff. I like to see him. You know, there, and there's other and there's other coaches too, but I think what we need is someone that's gonna be, I guess, the the mold kind of like maybe Klopp. You know how Klopp has that excitement on the field. Yeah, it's so, we don't have that. We just have someone that's just, just like this. So, yeah. But when for me, when I coach, when my kids score, I I pump fist pump and this and that. I have to even get all my kids to go celebrate. Hey, go celebrate your goal and stuff. You know, we're not seeing that. You know, and I think the perfect example when Cheno scored a goal. You know, he was high fiving Marcina this to that, but not really Powell's like, hey. That's why Scott that's Scott's uh, theory on why he's in the doghouse. And that's and that's and that's a and right there if fans see that, that's a disconnect. So that means hey, you know what? This guy's is not serious, you know, nothing personal against him. He's built a great academy. That's I think that's maybe the one positive. 
He's built the the the, the SA Soccer Academy with all the kids. And I have nothing like nothing but praise, especially having that tournament there at Toyota. But I think as far as your for your pro your first team, you've already lost them. It's time for a change. We need someone that's an enthusiastic is going to bring energy to the team. And that's why I'm thinking maybe having, like, you know, Rafa Castillo as part of the staff because I think he will get after all the players, you know, and have have that same type of mentality. So there are coaches out there I think we can fi- find. It's his willing – the Spurs are willing to to invest in that and, and get, a winning pro- get a winning team and a winning product and a winning coach. So, yeah, which will, like I said – I think I think so. He's out there. This is are we willing to bring him in? And we'll talk I, some more. Yeah, go ahead, Danielle. I was gonna say I do just want to make a comment because I know I made this comment too on Twitter. Is um, someone said they wanted to see Alan Marcina come in as head coach? Here's my thought: is we brought him in to help improve the team. Nothing's changed. So to me, you you had an opportunity, I think, to make a footprint and make an impact, mm-hmm. and you have it. Keep him for the academy. Um, I think that's great, but you you didn't make an impact. Well, so, to me, the, the, they're living in the past, you know. Yeah, he brought us a championship, but that's in the past. To me, the reason why I don't think Marcino will be it, it and this is part of the reason why I went uh, so so harshly, I think, on, on Holt is you had a guy there that knows the area that that could have stepped in when it wasn't working to where you could have made the opportunity to say, hey, it's not working. We can bring in, see what he can do, um, bring in that spark because that's how they want, you know, and they chose not to. So Mm -hmm. that tells me – because if you think he's a guy that could be in that position, you would have made the change. And for whatever reason, Tim Holt and, and Spurs Sports Entertainment d- decided not to pull that trigger. And, you know, it's I, I know it's not easy saying, hey, you know, you hope you know for a guy to get fired to get canned. You know, but with this being a, 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 a sports-oriented business where results matter, yeah, them not making a move told you everything that you needed to know. And I agree. And them continuing not to make a move tells you everything you need to know about what's going to happen this off season and what things are going to look like uh, next year, in my opinion. But I know we'll talk about that some more during the off season and what we hope to see kind of as far as next year for San Antonio FC. Uh, but let's put a bow on this show, guys. It's been a good one. Um, Danielle, we'll start with you since we kind of had to make you go last. And uh, just final thoughts, a uh, quick minute. What do you got? Yeah, I've got to be at the gym tomorrow at 6.15 for Hell Week at Orange Theory. That's so, um, I know. I love it. <laughs> the season was a failure. I think it's time to start over, but I'd like to keep the foundation that we have. I think that's imperative to keep the foundation, to keep your relationship with the fans, but also so we don't keep remaking and we're, we're a guinea pig on a wheel if we keep scratching and starting over. All those smart things that, yeah, that's it. Ultimately. And real quick, because um, I'm going to take off, boys, I'm going to say goodbye. Go make sure you play with your balls, your soccer ball. <laughs> just, had, just had to throw that in there since we've been having so much fun. All right. Good night. All right. Good night, night Danielle. Thank you. You're welcome. Rafa, what about you, man? Any final thoughts? Uh, wrap it up uh, for the show. His final thoughts is, I guess, like Danielle, kind of pigeon Danielle, it was a failure. 
you know, I, I guess like I said, from Tim, Tim Holtz saying, we're here to win and he didn't, and like I said, that was a promise to the fans and he didn't hold up to that promise and it, it, it's time for a change and bring new energy to the team and this, like I said, I, I, I'm a little embarrassed to have the C3, you know, expansion teams make the playoffs and we've been here three or four years and we can't even beat a team that only has 10 points on the table, you know. So it's time for a change, and hopefully we do, do we know, like I said, we do keep the pieces that we need, like Pirano, like I said, you know, Restrepo, Gomez, and hopefully Lopez and, and Pekka, and then let's, and see what we can do from there. Gotcha. Harry, what about you, man? So mine's going to be a little bit off topic. Uh, so, you know, we've brought his name up a couple of times here. Uh, but Cyprian Hedrick uh, just announced on Twitter that uh, uh, that uh, he is adding two uh, blessings to his uh, to his family, Chloe and Camden. Uh, mom and babies are doing great, so uh, you know, congr- yeah, congratulations to the uh, Sips family and stuff. And, and like I said here, that's you know, I, I think as far as that's a good way to end this episode. <laughs> this is the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. What's life without goals like those? We out. Powell out. We'll see.